Let me tell you about what happened last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Honestly, you think this material is just a little too ironic. You just don't need to see this shit right now. You capsulog all the fireworks the sink has to offer. You just know these are going to come in handy. Why would they be in the sink if they weren't? You think if you see one more soft, bulbous bottom being like, kind of jutting out or impudent or whatever, you're going to fly off the handle. Yeah, it's like, this is just getting, like, fully abusive. It's time to face your destiny. No going back now. Yeah, there was pretty much no way there wasn't going to be a bunch of puppets in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. The old hole-in-the-ace trick. This gives you an idea. You got the pogo hammer. Oh, gosh, Jared, I really want to tell you all this stuff. But I can't yet. I really think you need to wake up first. You're confronted with a pair of enormous foes. This is it. You have no choice but to wage a fierce rooftop battle. Dave, ascend to the highest point of the building. You are now the Wayward Vagabond. Vagabond, retreat! Got him already. Just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't do the retreat arms joke again, please. Yep. <laughs> Examine the rotten pumpkin. What pumpkin? Hey. He ate it. Yeah. Uh, check the little red bar. It appears to be a gauge for a large power cell, perhaps fueled by some type of nuclear reaction. If this is the case, it's relatively low on fuel. But who knows how long it's been running here. You don't care about this sort of nonsense, and you'll disregard it at once. You're very hungry. Capsulog can of gravy. Capsulog? You have no idea what that means. It's total nonsense, and you don't know what to make of it. You will not give the foolish notion a second thought. Uh, pick up the can of gravy. Just pick it up. You just pick it up. You're now holding the can of gravy. Use sharp teeth to poke a hole in the lid. Your teeth are useless for the task. They're blunt like that of livestock, presumably suitable for mashing up plant matter, and not for puncturing metal. Tend to open cam with your weak, pathetic digits. Your weak, pathetic digits are not strong enough to penetrate the can! Your fingers are certainly pointy enough, and your black carapace is suitably rigid, but you just don't have enough muscle for the task. Take the can labeled bead. Okay, you take that too. Sam in the can of custard. The can clearly reads mustard, a fact which you were perfectly well aware. It's sort of cumbersome holding all these cans at once. You doubt you can hold many more than this. Maybe one or two? You'll need to find something to put stuff in if you want to carry a lot of things around. Let's examine the marking on the wrist. You drop all the cans and take a look at your wrist. Hey! Hey. Next. It's sort of a specialized barcode pattern. This brings back unpleasant memories, and you'd prefer not to dwell on it. Looks kind of like a chessboard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that chessboard up in Skya. Hmm. Examine the small potted plant. What plant? You ate it. Yep. Let's check the book on human etiquette. It appears half the pages of this book have been eaten. The daunting volume is considerably lighter than it once was. Uh, next. You're somewhat skeptical about the nutritional value contained by these pages. However, of the practical wisdom they contain, there can be little doubt. 
you have learned so much. Uh, apparently the key is between sustenance and consumption is the intermediary. Yeah, the, the utensils. Yep. Clear out all the cans inside the purple machine. You empty the peculiar cabinet and take a quick inventory of your canned goods. You have beans, mustard, gravy, bread, shrimp, asparagus, cheese, rice, corn, peas, flour, chestnuts, mayo, ham, potatoes, and squash. Such bountiful plenty. And yet the delights taunt you from within their small metal prisons. Let's search the room for a can opener. You've already looked all over the place for a can opener. Even making a few electronic inquiries about one to no avail. Nothing else inside the purple thing, either. Located nearby sharp object. You wield your trusty knife. It's actually, uh... You're, you're not sure what they're called. It's an old rusted... One of those old red mailbox arm swing flappy doodads? Either for letting you know there's mail in the box, or maybe for alerting the mailman to outgoing mail to be collected? You don't know, really. You've wrapped a little piece of cloth around it for the grip. It's useless for opening cans. Uh, wandering vagabond, be the imp. This means nothing to you. You are not an imp, you have no idea what an imp is, and you will not entertain such frivolous and childish ideas ever again. You feel stupid and hate yourself a little for even considering it. So as soon as the imp showed yeah. up, a lot of people just assumed that WV was an imp. Oh, and okay. I guess he felt the need to dunk on those people. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're, we want to get rid of such childish ideas. Let's yeah. become the mayor of Cantown. As the glorious founder and mayor of Cantown, you erect a dignified, majestic city hall out of cans, fittingly capped off with a tome of good manners for the roof. You've given yourself a very official and important-looking mayoral sash made out of old cables to complete your look of authority. A number of rather civic-minded citizen cans gather in front of the building to offer adulation to their fair and magnanimous leader. All is well. I'm a really big fan of citizen can. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of people, you know, it, say it's overhyped, but, like, I, you know, looking down, like, it's just, like, the base filmmaking, it's good, still. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's shockingly modern for how old it was made. Yes. Uh, next. You immerse yourself in this beautiful dream as you whittle away the minutes or perhaps hours. You love the idea of being a mayor. You love everything about mayors and the concept of an orderly civil democracy. It all seems so mannerly and reasonable to you. The foundation of the government is based on mutual respect between the leader and its people. It's also built on having a really great mayor that everyone loves, who's totally amazing and heroic and brave. Aww. Yeah. It's adorable. Adorable. Next. Mayors are so much better than kings. You hate kings, and you think kings are really stupid. They're petty, bossy tyrants, and are really full of themselves, and are basically awful in every way. God, do you hate kings! I, I, I really yeah. love how, uh, be the mayor of Cantown, one of the stupidest commands in this comic, he found a way to, like, make that an opportunity for character development for this guy. Yeah, and, and like, have it eventually become, like, from what I know, uh -huh. a defining character trait. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, explore west of Cantown. Over here is the other side of the room. There's another one of those purple storage boxes and some useless objects scattered on the floor. Use the glowing green rocks to open the can. You pick up the nugget of uranium and... Oh, that was stupid. Why would you eat that? Yeah, well, why, he says, why would you do that, not... I know, but see, I, I if I said why would you do that, I'd have to explain why he would eat that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, see, I was, I was editing in real time to create better radio for our listeners. Well, I'm Something which has I... completely undermined by explaining it. Yes. <laughs> Let's examine the box of crayons. It's chalk, numbnuts. No. I, I don't oh, at least it. they're non-toxic. <laughs> they're non-toxic, yes. What is inevitable to happen. <laughs> Next. Inside the box, there are 12 pieces of chalk in every color of the... 10 pieces of chalk in most colors of the rainbow. You're excited by this. He loves green things. Yeah, he loves green things. He's an, he's an herbivore, and he's hungry enough that anything the color green is close enough to a vegetable. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> uh, try to open the storage box. It's locked. There must be some sort of release mechanism for this thing. I'll examine the contents of the yellow container. The container is full of motor oil. 
This does not seem useful to you right now. Uh, rescue that poor lightning bug. There's nothing you can do for this new little friend. Attempting to crush the amber encasing the firefly would likely cause it harm. It nevertheless bravely flashes on. You find its light alluring, inspiring. To you, it seems as if it could quite easily serve as the light of... Next. Democracy. <gasps> Let's use the chalk to draw some roads. You sketch a handsome network of sprawling thoroughfares for your citizens to traverse. The adoring population applauds its mayor's keen instincts for city planning. You even add some lush vegetation to your city with a piece of blue chalk, because you can't seem to find a more suitable color for some reason. Yeah, that's a chalk foundation for Kantan's civic growth. You develop westward, settling those fertile plains and claiming them for your city. You section off a number of residential and commercial zones for civic growth, arranged in the only logical pattern that occurs to you. It's, it's, it's a chalkboard. Yeah. Chessboard. Yeah. You color the residential zones with your piece of white chalk, but for some reason none of the colors in the box strike you as suitable for the commercial zones. Perhaps there's an alternative. Uh, use your own pee for the commercial zones. You cannot urinate, because you have not had anything to drink in quite some time. You're very thirsty. Also, that's a really terrible idea, and you would not consider befouling your wonderful city in that way for even a moment. Use motor oil to designate commercial zones. I do really love that even though he is starving and dying of thirst, he still wants to indulge in this fantasy. Well, I mean, you know, gotta die with something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you fill each empty square with a bit of motor oil to complete the zoning. It looks rather striking to you. You can hardly imagine that an up-and-coming young can trying to make it in the world would not be delighted to live in your fair district. You're very careful not to get any of the unpleasant fluid on your person. Yeah. Peel label from can of mayo and affixed to sash. He did that, and he used the orange chalk to add an R, so it says mayor. Aw. <laughs> uh, service surroundings in search of more terrain for city. It seems you've run out of territory for western expansion. But there's still a lot of empty wall space. Perhaps your citizens would be happier with a colorful backdrop that would make them feel more at home. Uh, next. Using most of your imagination and an entire piece of sky-blue chalk, you render a bright and cheerful sky full of clouds. You've decided that very closely orbiting your city is a luminous planet, about which orbits a single moon. You switch to another shade of blue and continue rendering on the western wall. And it, it very clearly changes shades. Yes, it does. You can see the little nub of sky blue. Yeah. Uh, next. Orbiting much further from your city are four planets. None of these have satellites, you've decided. Yes. That makes sense, you think. So, we've got one with a big old volcano on it, a red one with some kind of gear, a very colorful, like, rainbow-colored one that really, I don't know how he did that with, like, those fat pieces of chalk. Yeah. And one soaked in oil, which... John's house has a lot of oil in it, don't it? Yeah, it does. We were locked in an internal cycle and you set us free. Yeah, so that's... Let's go next. And on the southern wall, beyond an impenetrable veil of darkness, occupying the furthest orbit yet, there's an ominous planet. A moon circles this one, too. Hmm. So, we know there's the two, the dark and the light. Yes. The Colonel Sprites went to. That's true. Would I... And I, I honestly don't know. I'm okay. just... I'm picking this up from context. Okay. Could I say that the one... Because I think I skipped all of this. Okay, great. The first time I read it. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't seem important. <laughs> think the the dark planet is the the ominous planet is the the evil and the other planet with the good one and then the kids are probably the planets in the middle okay yeah yeah that is that is a logical deduction to make okay um, the other thing to keep in mind so we've got some pieces to put together for wv at this point between yeah. he hates kings he's, he's got kings. a chessboard tattoo on his wrist and, and he like a chessboard is what is the only logical like way to lay things out to him. Yeah. And we know where a chessboard exists in the game world. Yep. So, 
You know, mm-hmm. that's something to mold to, to munch on. Yeah, that's totally random. I just remembered it as I was. I, I was thinking of the concept of a you know it's, it's been talked about a lot recently a homestuck movie. Oh sure, yeah. And I was thinking like who would do voices because I I could only presume it'd be animated. Sure, that's the only way it could really work. I feel. Yeah, that'd be the easiest way to do it, definitely. And for some reason, I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be hilarious if I, I don't know why this joke. Like, that's not a joke came to me. Okay. Of Jack Black voices John. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then, and then, like, I was like, man, like, if you get, like, the Jack Black, like, all the super excited voice. Right. Like, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, the watering vagabond talking about having to go to the bathroom has reminded me. That you have to go to the bathroom? I have to go to the bathroom. Why don't we take a quick break? Okay. <laughs> Should I quit the recording? Yeah, just... go ahead and quit the recording. I'm not going to ad-lib about bathrooms. Okay. Back from our, our break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's check that rampaging boy on the screen. I, I, I like that John is just in the corner. You just see a uh, close-up of his yeah. face moving back and forth. Yep, just him pogo-hammering forever. Uh, yeah, it's that guy. He'd almost forgotten about him and his confusing shenanigans. It seems like he has things well in hand at the moment. He doesn't appear to need your help, and you've already concluded that he can't help you, at least for the time being. Uh, let's turn on the other screens. That's interesting. Yeah. You have no idea how to turn these on. There's no mouse for this weird quadra-monitored computer. It can only be operated through text commands from its keyboard. Perhaps there's a special key or command which will allow you to switch to another monitor? Uh, yeah, that does seem like something. Let's let's press tab. That's, that's useful. All right. He moves and presses tab. Okay, next. That storage locker opens up and it's full of tab soda! Yeah! That's a good joke. It's a good joke. I have have a history with tab. Please do tell. Uh, in... Uh, when I used to live with my parents back in high school, Uh uh, they had a fridge on the back that we just mostly kept soda in. Uh Uh-huh. And for about a year... There's a can of Tab soda in there. Okay. And no one really liked Tab. Uh, like, I, I think, you know, like, someone like, oh, let's see what Tab's like. Right. And we got it, and then, like, everyone was like, oh, this is not great, but it, it's soda, so we'll drink it. And then by the time there's only one left, we had gotten another one, so we just moved on to that. So that Tab soda let, kept, uh, you know, stayed there. Uh and we never threw it out, and it just stayed there for a year. And then my friend drank it. Uh, is your friend still with us? Yes. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, "Like this doesn't taste that good." And I go, "That's been in there for a year." And he goes, "Well, I've never had tab, so I don't know if it tastes bad because it's been in there for a year, or if it's tab." Right. <laughs> I've never had tab. Uh, I don't remember what it tastes like. I just remember it wasn't. Great. Great, yeah. Okay, but I assume if I was in the desert... Yeah, if you're dying of thirst, you'll probably settle for it. Yep, next. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's freaking out. <laughs> that's some... That's some seizure warning on that. Yeah, yeah, just flashing pink lights. Yeah. Overwhelmed by Tab. And, like, just quickly moving Tab back and forth. Yes. Ooh. But yeah, he is freaking out. Yeah. Consume several cans. You free the heavenly brown elixir from the jewels of pink carapace that and imbibe like the wind. It's so sweet and sugary. You wonder how so much sugar can fit in one can. 
Whatever mighty wizard concocted this potion is truly deserving of your fear and respect. Tab, of course, is sugar-free. Yes. I, I feel also if there's a Hoptuk movie, you speaking of what we talked to earlier, uh-huh. it would be the only movie that had a Tab light like tie-in. <laughs> and Tab product placements. Yes. <laughs> I just love the shot of him holding two cans aloft as they spray everywhere. Yeah, it's beautiful, really. Uh, welcome the rest into the city. The tabs are naturalized as loyal new citizens of Cantown. All cans are welcome and equal in your city, regardless of can content, and whether empty or full. It's not like emptying a can kills it or anything, they're just cans after all. True. <laughs> uh, let's hit escape. Feeling refreshed and heavily caffeinated, you go back to work on the big computer. You hit escape, which seems to minimize the action window thingy and reveals a history of all the commands you've entered. Yeah, so it does. Yes. Uh, next. The big old list of all the commands we've watched him do in reverse chronological order. Yep, including all the next. Yep. You use the arrow key to scroll up a bit. You can't believe how much you've already typed into this stupid contraption. What a waste of time. Yes, what a waste of time. <laughs> Next. You scroll all the way up to your first command. It looks like there are more commands above it. Maybe someone was entering commands on this thing before you? There aren't many more. At the top of this list appears to be the very first command. Uh, home. Yeah. And at first it was also switch 2, switch 3, switch 4, and switch 1. Yep. And then... Yeah, escape, uh, lock room 3, whatever that means. With a password... Yeah. Which is it's too long to be Lil Cow. Yes, yes it is. I don't know what that password is. And then view and then reboot. And then yep. we get the first Yeah. Comments by the watery uh, let's type uh switch two. You activate screen two. The signal is garbled and you have no idea what you're looking at. Some sort of filthy beggar pleading for help? It's the statue of Zazerpan, the learned, from Rose's house. Yes. No one's around, and nothing's happening. You seem to be locked out of any sort of interaction with whatever's happening on this monitor. Also appears to be missing a hand and part of the hat. Yeah, he's, he's pretty banged up. Yeah. Hmm. Let's type switch three. It's another one of these rapscallions. This monitor is locked, too. You can't tell him what to do. Not that you really want to, since it just looks like more confusing nonsense to you. You consider switching to screen 4, but decide against it. You have a feeling that whatever's there would just confuse you even more, and you don't even really care all that much anyway. So we got Dave, his katana has been shattered in half, Lil Cal's been destroyed, thank god, and he's got a kernel sprite of his own. It, with a bird with a sword in it. It's that bird he killed! <gasps> Huh. Let's type home. All four screens activate. Together they display a countdown, starting at 4 hours and 13 minutes. 4.13. 4.13. And also, as it zooms out, you can see that that is, the, you know, the Spurb logo. Yeah, the whole, like, monitor setup is the Spurb logo. Yep. Set reboot. You can't! Nothing's working anymore! The timer seems to have disabled the keyboard. Let's just be the mayor. Enough of this nonsense. You're an important mayor, and this absurd contraption has wasted enough of your time. You've got a city to govern with a carapist fist, which is to say firm, yet polished, and supple as the situation demands. Anyway, this will help you kill some time while you wait for that clock to count down. Well, let's create employment opportunities for the can citizens. You temporarily dismantle City Hall to free up all the can power available to create a vigilant town militia. You divide them into two groups, marking them with distinct teams and ranks using the piece of white chalk and the motor oil. You then organize them in phalanx across the countryside, preparing for a stiff training regimen. When you're through with them, your forces will be a well-oiled machine. Chuck another one up to bold leadership. I like the oil and chalk coming in at the end there. Yep. Uh, that is a chessboard. Yeah, he just made them all into chess pieces. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lead your men to victory. You waste more than four hours on this tomfoolery. He's just playing chess with himself. 
Yep. Just, I've never been that good at chess. No, I've, I'm okay at it. My dad plays it a lot on, like, Yahoo. Mm. He doesn't play really so much anymore, but he used to. Yeah. Um, man, he's just going nuts with this chessboard. He's just kicking things all over. <laughs> I took a break to play some more Cantown for ten times. I checkmated himself. Uh, and the the black the, the black team uh, lost. Yeah, which he doesn't seem happy about. No, probably because he's on the black team. <gasps> but yeah, you, you waste more than four hours on this top. Yeah, but it took him four hours to play that chess game. I mean, chess is a hard game. It's a hard game. I don't know if it's a four-hour hard game. I mean, when you're playing against yourself, it's so evenly matched. It, it ain't Monopoly. True. Let's <laughs> mourn the loss of Citizen Tab. Your caffeinated jittering must have agitated all the little bubbles curiously hidden in the liquid, creating too much pressure in the can. You speculate this is why it exploded as you nervously eye the timer. You're starting to wonder what'll happen when it reaches zero. Maybe it would be best not to be near it when this happens. Uh, minutes of the future. Mm, though perhaps not as few is implied by circumstance, a peregrine mendicant trundles precious cargo beneath the gleam of the celestially ominous. We got another one of these weird desert people, but this one's white, and she's got a wagon full of, like a shopping cart full of mailboxes. <laughs> and there's some kind of bright thing in the sky. Huh. Let's go outside and get some sun. You say a bittersweet goodbye to your beloved city. It's time to move on to greener pastures. By which, of course, you mean an arid, sandy wasteland upon which nothing has grown in years. The uh, next. The door shuts behind you. A panel on the door becomes illuminated. As you ponder over the marks on the panel, you hear another mechanical sound overhead. Uh, do we get a better look at that, or...? Yeah, we'll get a better look at it. Okay, I, I just... I was wondering if we should try to investigate it now. No, 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 we'll get to see it in a few panels here. Okay, next. Uh-oh. Oh, no. The the entrance got sealed. Oh, no, next. The LCD panel appears to have a touchscreen interface. Yeah, so we've got three, like, boxes that are all connected to a circle. One's got the Spurb logo, one's got uh the, like, Spurb Spirograph logo, and one's got, like, a triangle-type deal. Yeah, like almost like a Triforce... But yeah, weirder. yeah. Let's curiously prod that funny-looking spirograph. It appears the funny-looking spirograph room is locked. Hmm. Uh, next. The floor rotates a full 360 degrees beneath you, while the surrounding wall seems to stay put. Uh, let's select the triangle fractal. The triangly fractal room does not appear to be locked. Next. The floor turns 120 degrees and the door opens. Hmm. Next. A, seems like an inefficient setup for a thing. Yep. You go through the door to find another room. It's the same size as the other one you just wasted all that time in, while a clock was ticking down to something which may or may not be your doom. Maybe there's something in here that'll help you escape. Against the wall, there's another perplexing contraption. Next. Against the opposite wall is some sort of control panel which catches your eye. It has two large screens, but only one appears to be active. There are fields for numbers which appear to be modifiable with the dials to the right. Some numbers are already supplied by default, perhaps entered by the previous user. There are a few buttons below, and the largest one bearing the symbol marking this room. Also, it appears there's a meter stick propped up there for some reason. So this panel bears some looking at real quick. Yeah. Yeah, we got two screens, and an arrow in the middle pointing to one of them, which shows, like, a globe of the Earth. And then the other screen that's dimmed out has, like, a weird diagram of a bunch of spirographs connected by little circles. Yeah. Um, do you want to speculate as to what that depicts? Well, we know about the gates. R right. Those could be the gates, and the spirals could be the planets that we mentioned earlier. That would make sense. Yes. Because there's also two smaller little circles, one very far away from the middle and one right next to the middle. Yeah. So that's, that seems to match his illustration. Um, I think this is how people figured out where John lives, because the uh, the lower screen shows, like, latitude and longitude, and it lines up with roughly Seattle. Okay. And also we get uh, a 2009. Oh, yeah. It's 2009. So Man. long ago. So long ago! I, I, re I realized today that 2009 was the year I graduated high school. Yeah. 
Which, uh, Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm old. I'm an old, I'm an old hag. <laughs> I'm a year older than you, so I hope you're not. Uh, attach your trusty knife to the meter stick. You immediately craft a measuring spear through possibly the most advanced form of alchemy employed thus far. This is obviously the most important thing to do first. Obviously. obviously. Next. Or it would obviously be the most important thing to do if you would remember to bring your trusty knife. You feel so insecure without your trusty knife. It makes you want to slit your wrists. Or, at the very least, flog your carapace with some sort of measuring apparatus. Oh, no. <laughs> I, and also, I was wondering, like, oh, like, I, thought we, I thought we left it. Yeah, well, good I, job. Good memory job. Yeah, from, like, ten pages ago. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the other wall. You examine the perplexing contraption across the room. You, of course, have no idea what it could possibly do. You adopt the only obvious course of action, which is to poke and prod it with your handy ruler. You're quite sure this is what science is all about. Basically. Uh-huh. Let's press the triangle pattern. You go back to the control panel, which probably obviously controls that gizmo, and you push the big blue button, which is obviously probably the most obvious thing to push. Uh, then the screen goes all blue. Yep. Uh, next. It says a purify in big block letters. You a purify a pumpkin! <gasps> Let's examine that pumpkin. It seems this mysterious gourd was transported or a purified from a specific time and location somewhere on this planet you're on. You wonder if the machine, or a purifier, will take any object that exists at whatever time and location you supply. There's a symbol carved on the pumpkin. You don't know what it means, and you doubt it'll ever prove to be relevant in any way. That seems... Yeah, that, that seems right. Yeah! If probably. I know anything about Homestuck, is that seeming inconsequential things never come up. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I believe we saw that pumpkin in... For this, uh, the brief second, we got psyched. Before oh, we yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, so actually, I guess that was the coordinates for Gigi's uh, location, not John's. So she lives in Seattle? <laughs> no, I guess that was just not Seattle. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, let's devour the pumpkin. Consider dining on the ripe flesh of the plump vegetable, but your curiosity about the purifier gets the better of you. You try to sneak a nibble from the pumpkin regardless. Let's inspect those green buttons. You first examine they look the... so tasty. Yeah, exactly. You first examine the attractive green button. The icon for the one on the left is that house shape you've seen plenty of times before. The right one on closer inspection appears to be the map for this underground facility, with an X marking its center. Let's press the green button on the right. When you push the button, all the numbers change. Perhaps these are the coordinates for the location of the center of this facility, along with the local date and time? If this is the case, it would certainly make a useful reference point for your current bearings. And, and of course, his head yeah, yeah blocks, blocks all blocks of this. Yeah, you get the the longitude, the the latitude, but not the longitude. Yep, or the time, or the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's fiddle with the dials. One way to find out would be to attempt to purify something from this facility. It should be easy to zero in on a location relative to the center because you have an uncanny knack for tracking precise distances you've already traversed in whatever units you choose. Your handy ruler gives you a good clue as to the basic unit of human measurement. You'll go with that. So now this screen has given us uh, our elevation and part of the long longitude and part of the time, but not enough to be meaningfully useful. Yep. It is 613. It's probably 1613. Uh, that would make it 413. Mmm. Purify your trusty knife. You nudge the coordinates very slightly and bump up the elevation by 0 0.5 human measurement units. You make sure to keep the time approximately what it was to begin with. You purify your trusty knife. <gasps> That's a purify can town. You nudge the numbers a bit more to purify a bunch of cans. This is so much more efficient than walking back to the other room to get them. You're to believe that time isn't a premium after all. Science is great. Yep. purify the pumpkin. Does this machine look like a purifier to you? Honestly, the idea that a purifier could both purify and de-purify things is so laughably ridiculous, you would wish someone would de-purify your brain and re-purify it with a brain that's more smart and less dumb. And it's just a panel of him beating his head 
with his yes. hands. His carapace Gonk in his hands. Head. Yes. And in the background, there's just a bunch of pictures of him in the mayor hat, the dunce cap. Yep. It just says dumb repeatedly. Yes. Uh, let's use Chesty Knight to carve spook schema in pumpkin. What the hell are you talking about? Ashley, you know what the hell we're talking about. I do know what the hell we're talking about. Elucidate us. Uh, that's a thing from a Problem Sleuth where they, uh, become vampires and zombies and Frankenstein. Yeah, basically. They can carve a spooky image into a pumpkin and transform into that thing for until the pumpkin rots. Yeah, again, Problem Sleuth is weird. Yeah, yes. That idea makes no sense at all and is basically meaningless. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Try using that mushy stuff in your gourd next time. Instead, you just carve off the top, exposing a decadent cache of gorgeous seed-laden ambrosia. Needless to say, you consume all of it rather quickly, but it turns out to be too gross for us to watch. Probably for the best. Yeah. Let's move the spirograph switch. You can't move it. It has a spirograph-shaped indentation and possibly will require a special kind of key to turn it. Hmm. Hmm. Let's purify the firefly out of the amber. Yay! He did it! The firefly's free! (gasps) He did it. (laughs) Yay! Next. You release your blinky new friend. You'll give her a name when something suitably whimsical occurs to you. Let's adjust the time dial to purify rotten pumpkin. You and Serenity consider new Serenity the Firefly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Pop culture references. Yep. You and Serenity consider new ways to waste more time with the Apirifier. You're assuming she's a girl Firefly, even though you're not really sure that Fireflies can even be girls? Well, why would you do that, WV? That's rude. Yeah. You target the extremely tasty rotten pumpkin that was sitting in the other room hours ago. Maybe WV has no concept of gender. That's very true. Just learning this shit. Yeah. I mean, he read a book on human etiquette, so, yeah. Yeah. Then, like, you know, he see the, the kids. Right, right. Uh, next. It seems the purifier cannot purify something if it'll create a time paradox. A gelatinous ghost pumpkin purifies and quickly dissolves into a pile of unappetizing sludge. Ooh. Yuck. So... He can't purify the pumpkin. Because he ate the pumpkin in the past. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Let's purify the grate over the entrance to the facility. Serenity blinks a message of urgency. You nearly forgot that while trapped in amber, she was witness to all your tomfoolery and dilly-dallying in the other room, and knows the timer's about to expire. It's time to get this show on the road and escape. You reset the coordinates with the right green button again, and this time only adjust the elevation by approximately 10 human measurement units. Next. Alright, he did it. He ripped them bars right off the grate. It apparently has made them hot on the ends. Yeah, that, I believe that, sure. Yeah. It, it says a lot about what those happened to those cans, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or that firefly, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's hasten to the exit. Post haste! Alright. It's go time. He's gathering up all his shit in his pumpkin. He's gotta save Cantown. You gotta save Cantown. Serenity, don't rush this man. He's got a job to do. Oh, there you go. It actually showed the latitude and longitude. Huh. So we do know where it is. Yeah. Oh, he can't get the lid off. He's gotta eat it. This is incredibly silly. Yep. He's, he's climbing. He's, he's gonna make it. Oh, oh no! He fell off the ladder. Psych. But not the usual psych we have. No. Oh wait. Unpsych. You attempt the rare and highly dangerous five X cliffhanger combo and fail. We are doing it, man. We, we are, are making, making this... this happen. Let's ascend, WV. Here we go. This set of footprints is the only thing that marks this sandy wasteland. Is he... I always forget that I need to, like, usually redo the thing twice. Oh. Like, the, the volume? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And then oh. as he peeks out, he caught sight of the hand of Zazerpan the Learned. Yeah. So wait, okay. 
Damn it, so this is not Seattle still. I guess it's where Rose was. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh, the, the whole thing just shot out of the ground. It's got a giant Spurb logo on the side. Yeah, it does. And he's flying. Okay, there we go. There was a shot of Seattle. And then time rewound to show the meteor hit in John's house. Okay, yep. Thank you. <laughs> Comic for not making a liar out of me anymore. And then, like, a tree grew where he his house went, and it d- dropped some kind of apple? Some kind of spurb apple. Some kind of spurb apple. And oh, he... and that... What's that? That, uh, the white pig we saw with the other one, yeah. uh, person was, was him. Yeah, and then it shot far into the Pacific Ocean and went billions of years in the past, and a meteor shot out of space and crashed into a volcano, and then some kind of temple got built? Yeah. Then it... The water rose. Yeah. But there's fucking dinosaurs in the time that temple was built. When did that happen? It, oh, there's there's Rose, and she's beating on that generator. Yep. There's Rose's mom. Yeah, she's punching some numbers into a keypad, and a secret passage opened up in that mausoleum. Oh, Dad's getting kidnapped. With the, oh, he's got those chick handcuffs. He's fighting back! And then we arrive at Dave... As meteors destroy his city, he faces down with his creepy brother. Yep. Meanwhile, WV and his flying cylinder thing arrives at that temple we saw being built in dinosaur times. Yeah. Oh, but now the thing's empty. What could it all mean, Ashley? What could it all mean? Was that one of the ones that, like, crashed new grounds? No, 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 no. That doesn't come for much more time. Okay. Comic was not big enough to crash new grounds at this point. Okay. Next. Next. End of Act 2. We did it, Ashley. We got through another act of Hamsteak. Hey! Woo! So, let's take a sec here and let's take some stock. Yeah. What, uh... What, I mean, I know that you're into it because of all the purchases you've made lately. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I, I gotta go with the classic question. Uh, that's always a good thing to hit on at certain road marks in a, in, in this adventure. What's your OTP? Um, well, so, I, I, I talked about this, I, at the moment I really don't have any OTPs. Okay. Uh, I just know it's not David Rose, which, like, I, I, I I'm sad that the, my first ship is a, a hate ship. Like, I, I like them as friends. Okay. It's not into them as a relationship. Right. They were definitely a very popular ship at this time. I'm sure. Along with uh, John and Gigi. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if anyone knows me, you'll know what kind of shipping I, I usually partake in. Right. <laughs> uh, and we've really only formally met one girl so far. I mean, I guess two, but no. No, yeah. not that. Not yeah. that. Never not that. that. That'd be weird. Nope. Uh, so, as far as this animation goes, do you have any ideas of what any of it could, could mean? Um, it, it seems obvious that all of the kind of parental figures know maybe a bit more than we than they let on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, you know, John's dad seems like, like the, a wily sort Yes. Rose's mom, you know, maybe, maybe not the best parent, but you know, seems maybe a bit more put together. She has some secrets. Right, yeah. I mean, the the keypad thing that we just saw definitely raises a lot of questions. Yeah, and the, the fact that the mausoleum that she supposedly built out of irony yeah. holds a secret. Yes, and uh, there's Dave's bro. Yeah, and then Dave's bro. Which, hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah. all of the stuff of like the temple and the dinosaurs and the all the jumped around of time and yeah. the meteor that came first. Like I mean, like we know that there are meteors are a big part of this, right? Uh, I can't really put it together right now, which I don't think I have all the pieces. You don't. You definitely don't. Yeah. Um. Do you have? Let me. Let me try to think. Okay. One other one. Uh. You obviously know that trolls exist and are involved here somehow. I don't know how much of the troll stuff you've got. I, uh, I, you ha- yeah, like, I have 
almost none. I like I know their existence basically. Okay. Do what is your guess for how they factor into everything at this point? Um right now I kinda of have two guesses. Okay. Either they are part of like the some race that built Spurb. Okay. Uh, and, like, maybe that they aren't the ones, you know, like, I don't think anyone, any of the trolls are the ones who built it, but maybe, like, they know people. Sure, okay. Uh, I, I don't think any of the, like, kind of, like, the main characters will have a lot of power, if right, that makes right. sense. No, that, that, that's, that's logical. Um, or that they are, you know, from another place that had a similar thing happen to them where they were. Okay. Maybe not played Spurb exactly, but they have played a similar game that has ended with their home worlds being destroyed. Okay, okay. Um, so then, we'll find out soon, but what is your speculation for what's coming next? Uh, and then, yeah, we're really getting to the part of the comic where like, I start having like large chunks where I don't remember anything. Well, that's, that's good. That's where we want you to be. I, that is exactly where we want me to be. Like, the only thing I really have any memory of right now are, I know the bunny comes back. Okay, yep. Uh, and the soda, and the uh, shaving cream bomb, that's about it. Okay. So, based on what you're describing, it sounds to me like you got maybe a quarter of the way through Act 4, all told. Act 4, huh? Yeah. Because the shaving cream bomb is 100% an Act 4 thing. Okay. Huh. I really didn't think I thought I got that far. Yeah. Actually, when you say the bunny comes back, what do you mean when you say that? Um, I believe at one point John recreates the end of... Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that, yeah. that definitely is all early Act 4 stuff. Okay. So. Um, well, the next command is uh, my favorite Nicholas Sparks uh, book. <laughs> I, I, I've... No, <laughs> just, just just to get that, out, just get get ahead of that. I I have no Nick, favorite Nicholas Burke's book. They're all trash. Yeah, but the next one is the next command is Dear John. Dear John, well we've got the the old copy of Colonel Sassikers that was in Dad's safe, and yeah, in, in the inside cover there's a letter that says Dear John. You are no doubt reading this as a handsome and strapping young man. Why the man-grit needed to lift the book is itself a sign of your maturity, not even to speak of the wisdom needed to grasp the nuance of Sassaker's time-tested mischief. I'm so proud of you, grandson. How I wish I could have delivered this heirloom to you in the flesh, but I'm afraid it wasn't in the cards. For you see, John, like you, this book must yet take a journey. Its journey will end on the final day of my life, and even then we'll continue some. Though I suppose that will be up to your father. Perhaps he'll discuss it with you one day, when he and you are ready. But it is your journey I'm writing about to wish you luck. There'll come a day when you will be thrust into another world. And once you arrive, that's only the beginning. You'll soon delve even deeper into a realm of warring royalty and a timeless expanse. A realm of agents and exiles and consorts and colonel sprites of toiling underlings and slumbering denizens. A realm where four will gather, the heir of breath and seer of light, the knight of time and witch of space, and together they will ascend. John, if only you knew how important you were. I regret my passing came so early in your life, and yet I feel in my heart we have already met. But what I know for sure is that we will meet again. Until then, John, I do hope your father keeps you well fed. With love, Nana. P.S. Ashley, what the fuck? Yeah, that... Hmm. 
Okay. John's grandma knew about all of this. Yeah, she did. It seemed to know when she would die. Yeah. Huh. I'm, like, doing, like, full, like, going in between, like, different versions of hands and head. Uh-huh. Not in, like, a bad way. In, right. Just, like, in, like, a, a contemplating way. Sure. <laughs> oh, I also, I, I did realize I kind of lied when I said the only things I remember were the bunny and the shaving cream bomb. Uh-huh. I do, rem- I, as I mentioned earlier, I do remember some of the, I guess what are called the felt. Oh, yeah, the, the Midnight Crew bar, where they, they yeah. square off against the felt. Yeah. I remember the midnight crew. Yep. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, no, this... I could picture that, that when this came out, people lost their goddamn minds. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. As I am kind of losing mine. Right. Uh, yeah, because, like, uh, uh, you know, for a while it seems like it is kind of, you know, bullshit. No offense to Dana, but... <laughs> Like, you know, like, when you, like, go to college or, like, you know, go out into the world, like, people always give you cards and, you know, like, all oh, the places you'll go. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gets very much more specific. Into yeah, it gets way too specific. It's, like, revealing information we don't even know about yet. Yeah. Huh. Some crazy shit. It is some crazy shit. Should we go to Act 3? I, I think we don't have any choice. Act 3. It's really so much more.